Welcome to the family with Scott Walter and Andy Bernard. And we'll be right back. Scott Walter in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Some UFO news, upcoming disclosures. It's going to be. You're going to be here for two hours. I am. So it says 11.20 to 1.15. I thought you were only here for one. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, stay as long as you, you want. You can kick me out whenever you want. No, 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 no. I, I just, uh, yeah, I, that's what you wrote down. And you'd be more than welcome to stay for the whole two hours. But I just wanted to make sure you you knew that wasn't even there. That's quite all right. I've uh, semi-retired. It's kind of nice. I can do what I want. Semi-retired. I'd like to be semi-retired, believe me. <laughs> we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Well, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. I said, sisters, if you only knew, you would wish you were in my shoes. Keep on you. Welcome to the show, is all I have to say to you. In any case, Scott Walter, our special guest, is in studio. It's been a while since you've been on, Scott. Yeah, I, I've spent at least six, eight, 12 months? I can't remember. No, it's, yeah, it's been, Andy, do you have any, well, Andy will look it up right now. Mm-hmm. Andy's good at looking that stuff up. He did very fast about that whole deal. That's why he gets the big bucks, right? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, June, it looks like. Last God. June. So yeah. a year. See? Almost a year. Man, that's Almost. amazing. All right, I'm just going to hand it over to you. I'm going to follow you in this conversation because you have a number of topics you uh, you look like you want to get to, which works for me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not uh, not shy about speaking up about what I think is uh, important and interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know, right now is a. Um, uh, an amazing time for for many reasons. There's all kinds of negative things that are happening in the world, happening in this country. But on the other hand, there's some exciting, wonderful things that are happening. Oh, I want to hear about those because the negative things are right in my face. I know they're every day. Jeez, it's, it's every just, day. It's, it's I feel like that's a prize fight. My hands are tied behind my back. But yeah. but no, the um, there's. Um, there's going to be hearing uh, next week in the in the House in Washington D.C. and they are going to talk about 
aliens. The in the House, really? In, yeah, in in Congress. I, I did not know that. Yeah, I think it's. Um, it's next. It's next week for sure, and then there's going to be questions, and and they're going to be talking to some of the bigwigs in the, in the Air Force and other military branches about this whole topic of aliens and uh, what they call UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. And tomorrow there's a big announcement that's coming, some big worldwide announcement uh, about what apparently astronomers and scientists have seen inside a black hole. And, in fact, um, <clears throat> you know Dave Schrader? I know. No. Who? <laughs> Never heard of him. Well, Dave and Winnie were over last night. And Matt, we, you were saying that, yeah. We had a beautiful, uh, We I, I grilled some steaks. And, and anyway, we started talking about this. And Dave got super excited. And he is aware of this announcement that's right. coming on the 12th, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So the question is, Tom, imagine our, our powerful telescopes are looking into a black hole for the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. in history, and apparently they're seeing something that is going to shock the world. And I'm not making this up. Really? This is exactly what um, uh, an article that, uh, that Winnie sent me says. So tomorrow they're going to make an announcement. The big question is, when they looked into this black hole, which... Remember, this thing has such powerful gravity, it bends light. Right, And right. it, it, it uh, some people say it, it uh, warps time. It allows people who enter these things or anything that enters it to travel through time. So if you're looking into, let's presume that it is some aspect of time travel, mm-hmm. and you're looking into it, what are they seeing? What do you think? Are they going to tell us tomorrow? They're going to tell us tomorrow, yeah. i got to believe it's some kind of society of some kind. Some, some. Look, first of all, uh, if anybody believes that we're the only planet that has beings on it, you're out of your mind. It's not even <laughs> close to being true. Well, <clears throat> we've talked about this before. Yeah. I was approached by somebody with uh, the Department of Defense, Um uh, this is two years ago, and almost exactly two years ago. He has shared some just mind-blowing information that I can't even wrap my own head around. But you're 100% right. Not only uh, are there other planets out there, but according to him, those aliens are here. They walk among us. Apparently, there are certain species that look like us. You could be one. I could be one. I could Andy be. could be one. My voice tips it off. Oh, look at you. That's what it is. (laughs) But seriously, this is what he said. In fact, at one point in one of our discussions, he said this to me, and I'm not kidding. In the United States, he said two to two and a half percent of our population is actually aliens. Of the world or the United States? Of the United States. Two to two and a half percent. Percent. So if there's, so what is that? If there's a hundred million, two percent would be two million. You multiply that by four because we have about 400 million, let's say, maybe a little more than that, but that's eight million aliens walking among us. We are up to four, to four, four million now, or four, 400, 400 million. Something like that. Because yeah. it was at about what three forty for a long time, but I think yeah, it's we're in that pretty close. <clears throat> Four hundred. Can you look it up, Andy? What What are we? Where are we? Do you we? realize? Well, that, uh, citizens, it's three hundred thirty million. But yeah, three thirty okay, citizens. Okay. Yeah. So, but there are a lot of people here who aren't citizens. Uh, there might be one or two. Yeah. One or two, maybe <laughs> walking around. Okay, so let's just say it's six million uh, people yeah, that yeah. are not that are not of this world, and. They look like us. There's uh, apparently there's multiple species, some that don't look like us, and some right. that do. So that's kind of a uh, an incredible thing to think about if it's true. Right. And you know, the scientist part of me sort of struggles with all of this, just being told this. And uh, but on the other hand, um, I've experienced some weird things. I've met some people that are extremely empathic. Uh, empathetic to the point where it's like they can almost read your mind. And my understanding is that is how they primarily communicate is through telepathy. Oh, really? Yeah. And that they, um, well, last night um, we were looking at artifacts that, that I have that contain the strangest symbols I've ever seen. And 
several years ago when I first started looking at these things, I became intrigued with these symbols. And I can mm-hmm. show you some pictures if you want. But I started to write them down. They were There's just something uh, orderly about them, something almost mathematical, something that just draws me to them. And I started to write them down. I'm not making this up. I wrote down over 1,000 symbols. Jeez. You know how many repeated? Mm. Zero. Really? Zero. How the hell can you get that, that many symbols out of just line drawing? Well, that was basically I, I, how Chinese is written. So uh, That's true. Yeah, there's there's yeah. many, many thousands of unique symbols that they have that's in Chinese. That's true. Well, and, and they so, do have repeating symbols, though, so it's a little different. So I'm just going to show you, um, you know, um, one example of what I'm talking about. Oh, God. That's amazing. Where is that? Is that in Africa or India where all those drawings, of huge drawings of a human form and there's, you know what I'm talking about? Petroglyphs, you mean? Oh, no, no, you're talking the about the Nazca lines, lines down yeah. in South, lines, yes. South America. Oh, South America, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You can only them. see them from above, from right? From above, yes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Who's doing that? Yeah, who's doing that? They still don't know who, who drew all those up, who, who carved them through. They, I mean, it must have taken forever to do it. Well, think. and the thing about it is the precision. It's They almost yeah, look mathematical, yeah. like they were drawn with a computer or something. And, you know, this, this sort of gets into an interesting uh, concept, you know. Who did them, and why are they so damn big? They're and, huge. And who yeah. are they made to be seen by, right? Who do they look like? Who, who, who should see? Yeah, I mean, it would seem to me that it would be aircraft or spacecraft could see them, and no, nobody else could see them. Or, in their minds, deity, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. And we know that that happens with, um, uh, in, in Freemasonry, we have a concept called as above, so below. Yeah, right. And, you right. know, people say, well, what does that mean? Well, it means a lot of things. But I think one of the things that's really important that a lot of people don't recognize is that there are a lot of things that are on Earth, even in modern structures like mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., right. things are laid out intentionally to mirror what's happening right. in the heavens, you know, right. like constellations and, and, uh, and other things like that. But uh, why is this something that's a new concept? I think this is something that is ancient. And so those Nazca lines that are clearly not meant to be seen from the ground, because you you can walk yeah. right over them. You didn't even you know would, you... You have no... You just thought it was a road. You don't even know they're there. Right. So what what's going on and who were they meant for? I think more and more we're starting to see that that answer is becoming more and more clear. And now during this crazy time that we're living in, you know, this discussion of, of UAPs and aliens is getting more and more intense. Our government is taking a look at it. Not just our government, right. but governments around the world. What does that mean for us? And and here's something else, Tom. With all this negative stuff that's going on, and, and frankly, some of the stuff that we're fighting about, yeah, it's important, but aren't there bigger issues for us to worry about? And I, last I checked... When you cut your arm, what color is your blood? Be red like everybody else's. Uh, like everybody else, regardless yeah. of color, creed, orientation, right. whatever. And I think sometimes we forget that. And now we have this phenomena that has suddenly been put on the table that we can't ignore anymore. Um, I think we have ignored it for a long time. I think the government did intentionally for a long time. But according to our source, they have changed their tune because we have got to start to pay attention to it, in part because what we've been told is they're worried about our planet. They're worried about us. (laughs) And they should be based on everything that's happening. Worried about what, the ecology, or what are they worried about? About the environment. They're definitely worried about the environment because this is their home too. And I think if you take a step back, one of the messages that that, that I've received loud and clear is that planet Earth is a unique part of what they call the interstellar community. Mm-hmm. It's teeming with life. It's right, one of the right. crown jewels yep. of the universe. And they're worried about the way we're treating our planet. And it seems to me we spend all this time, especially in the media, um, talking about the things that divide us all the time and all the arguing and complaining and Republican this and Democrat yeah, that. Right. And we have forgotten about taking care of our own backyard, taking care of our home where we live here. And why do we right. gamble 
and ignore it. And, you know, we'll, we'll take care of it later. Or we'll, we'll get to that, you know, down the road. Um, we don't have, at this point, we don't have anywhere else to go. So why are we, why are we doing this? You know, what's so funny is you're la- in the last week, yeah, about the last week, I've run into two people. Well, I'll start by telling you a story. This is, people don't understand that if you do a very popular show, I mean, you know this, and Andy knows this, there are people that are going to love you, and there are people going to hate your guts. Oh, does that happen? And the bigger you are, the bigger the lovers <laughs> oh, yeah. and the haters get. Yep. So I was walking out of the building yesterday, and there were four guys sitting at that picnic table out front having a little lunch, and one guy said, Hey, Tom, how you doing? He calls me over. He goes, Tom, I just have a big listener to the show, and blah, blah, blah. And his friend across the table from him said, Are you Tom Bernard? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, Oh, God, I love your show, man. And I'm talking to three guys. They're four at the table. And the three guys are just gushing about the show and how wonderful it is. The fourth guy wouldn't even look at me. He wouldn't even make eye contact. So I'm like, man, that's so odd. It's just what happens all the time. Yeah. Here's what I understand is why do, we, why do we come up with things to hate? I mean, it's a radio show. Who gives a rat's ass? <laughs> how, can you, how can you hate a radio show? If you don't like it, then don't listen. But you don't you don't treat somebody like dirt when you meet them. Well, what are you doing? Well, that's there are people that are like that. I have um, I don't get it. I've experienced the same thing. I have people that oh, think yeah. oh, that yeah. think I walk on water and all oh, your theories, everything you do is yep. great. And then I got people that say you are so full of you know what, it's not even funny. And and what I do to people when they challenge me, and I don't have a problem with people challenging me because right. I run a laboratory, right. I do the analysis, I figure out what caused it, and then of course the big question question after that is whose fault is it right, right. who's yeah. gonna pay yeah, exactly and you know sometimes it goes well for people other times it doesn't <clears throat> and so when somebody challenges me i'm fine with that okay mm-hmm. but don't tell me what you think because right. that's my exact point and yep. and if, if there's something you don't like about me or about the, if you don't like me uh, that's fine but if you don't like a specific thing tell me why because when I draw a conclusion or I state my opinion about something, whether it's on a show or in life, I tell people why. I give support to the opinion that I'm expressing. Right. So if you're going to tell me that I'm full of crap on something that you don't agree with, tell me why. I'll listen. It's all about perception because later on in the day, I ran into a bunch of other listeners, and some of them loved the show. Some of them didn't, right? And I said, here's what I understand. I just had a day where one guy told me that I was way too conservative for him. You're so conservative and you're way on the far right. And I just, well, that's why I don't like your show. Later in the afternoon, I was told, you're way too far left. I don't listen to your show. <laughs> it's like, so your what is it, Tom? Is, Come your on. Your perception is reality. Is that what you Look, how you can sit and say, there's no God, there are no aliens, there's no this. There's no... How do you know that? <laughs> I mean, how on earth do you know there's no God, there's no aliens? Uh, it's high above my pay grade, I'll tell you that. I would like to believe that, you know, things exist uh, and, and we don't have to beat everything into the ground. I mean, the, you spent your life, you've dedicated your life, and Dave Schrader has as well, whether it's, you know, the paranormal or I don't know if there are ghosts or not. I think I told you before, my great-grandmother appeared to me at the end of my bed when I was about four years old. I found out later that day that she had died, but I didn't know that she had same died. day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. She was exactly a hundred years older than me. She died at 104 and I was four years old. No way. But she was just standing. She didn't say anything about it. She was just standing at the end of my bed. I didn't know she was dead or did I somehow hear that she was dead? I don't think so. It's the one time, if you want to talk about the paranormal and ghosts and all that stuff, I did have that experience. What else could it be? Did you have a good relationship with her? Oh, she and I were very close. Okay, well, that probably had something to do with it. Probably, yeah. I mean, what I would... My interpretation of something like that, I don't have any reason to challenge you based on all the stuff that's happened to be in my own life. Yeah. But, you know, she may have visited you as she was passing over and just said, hey, Tom, everything's going to be okay. Um, I know you love me. I love you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, do some good things in the world. And I'll tell you what, she'd be pretty proud of you. She was so great about her is she was a 104-year-old European woman, you know, Ireland, Scotland, England, whatever, mostly Scotland and England, mostly uh-huh. England, actually. 
And I was four years old, and I was a big kid. I was born when I was born. I was over two feet tall and weighed 11 pounds. Wow. So I was a very big kid. <laughs> and she was a little bit taller than me when I was four. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. A little, a little was, tiny thing. Oh, she was a little tiny woman, but she just loving as can be. And I have a real problem with that, with these people. You don't think the way I do, so therefore I'm going to destroy you. It's yeah. like, because you believe what you believe, I should suffer? I don't get that at all. Well, and you know, uh, <laughs> you'd think I'd, I'd learn this, and, and yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back and go, hey, hey, uh, Sherlock, uh, just dial it back a yeah, bit, you know? exactly. But the thing is, is, you know, when you talk to people that have different viewpoints, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a righty, a lefty, whatever the case may be, and you, you start to get into arguments about whatever issue uh, is triggering you, and you get so upset, and you're like, how can this person think this way? And they're thinking, how can that guy th- think the way he does? Yeah, and oh, yeah, you, you know, absolutely. And it just gets so tense, and so, and then you just got to go, okay, just let's just take a step back, and... This is my friend, right? This is a mm-hmm. guy that I went to school with or I work with or I played sports with. And, you know, we, we fought, we bled, we had, you know. And it's like we're getting all spun up on something that we have no control over. Absolutely. Except to express our opinion. Yep. And then it's like, why am I doing this? It's like tearing each other apart. And I've done it myself. I'm, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. But then I, I, I get to a point where I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And... You know, and I, I hate keep bringing up the craft, Freemasonry, but the th- one of the things that we absolutely insist upon when we're together, we don't talk about politics and we don't talk about religion. And, Good idea. And I know that the guys that are in my lodge and, and part of this uh, organization, some of them are as right as you can be, some are as left as you can be, and everything in between. And we don't focus on that. We focus on the things that we have in common. Um and this is one of those topics, circling oh, back to the aliens. Yeah. Do you think the aliens give a rat, do you know what, if you're a righty or a lefty? Not at all. I don't think so. So maybe, maybe this is one of those things where we can put aside our differences and say, what's going on here? Let's figure it out. And what does it mean to us, not as a Republican or a Democrat or American or a German or whatever, but, but as humans? Yeah. Well, that'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I'm I'm hoping that's what's going to happen here with all this stuff. So I'm excited about it. I mean, that's the the only reason I even brought all this stuff up is the fact that people get locked in. Whereas I sit here and I say, I don't know if there are any aliens or not. I've never seen one. But it doesn't mean there aren't any, right? Uh, As far as far as ghosts are concerned, I may have seen my great grandmother as a ghost. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. I, why you'd go, oh, no, this is exactly what happened. <laughs> How do I know that? You don't know. You don't know that. And why do people insist they have to know exactly what was going on? Okay. Like, come it, on. If you, well, it's silly. It is silly. But here's something that I, I don't think I've told you this story. Um, so I had a guy on my Twitter account. He was a fan of the show. And he, he, just, he just tweeted me and he said, hey, Scott, did you guys ever figure out what that alien was in that episode you did on Montezuma's treasure? And I went, alien? What are you talking about? Right. And he sent me a screen grab. And it was a wide shot. And in the upper left-hand corner, there was a sliver of sky. There was a cliff like this and a pond that had been created uh, by man to create this pond to drown a cave, which I eventually went scuba diving in later in the episode. Oh, God, that's phenomenal. Uh, Well, that's a whole other story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I survived. I'm still here. Anyway, I looked at the screen grab, and up in this sliver of the blue sky was this thing. It looked like a vertical... Uh, capsule, you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, like a tic tac shaped thing. Oh, and, okay, yeah. And I looked at this, and I'm like, "What the?" In the in the infamous words of Tom Bernard, "What the hell?" <laughs> was that <laughs> what pretty good? The hell? <laughs> they actually true. mentioned the tic tac UFOs in the description for the next hour guest. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Ooh, okay. You, so you got to stay No, this I, I didn't even know. I, I had no idea. So so I went to Committee Films, which is Eden Prairie, right. literally five minutes from my house. Let's talk about convenience. And I went into Andy and Maria Oz, uh, the owners, and I said, Andy, look at this. He's like, holy crap. And I said, hey, when you get some time, can you go back and pull the raw footage and 
let's see what that is. Well, one of the editors came walking up, Ryan Soul, and he said, hey, Scott. I said, Ryan, look at this. I said, you got some time to look at this this week? He goes, I got time right now. So we went into the editing room. He pulls up the raw video. And this, and it was only like maybe a 10-second shot, right? Mm -hmm. And this thing is going like this, and it's rotating like this. And the only thing that would could possibly move like that would be a balloon, right? Mm -hmm. it's, not an, it's not bobbing. A plane doesn't do this, right, right? Right, And, you know, even on a calm day, a balloon doesn't do that either. And rotate like this, and it was sort of silver and metallic and... And he zoomed in on it twice, four times, eight times. And so I sent it in to Holden, our contact at the DOD. And he said, dude, I think you got something. Okay. So then he says to me, I have to fill out a report on this. So do you know who the landowner is? And I said, yeah, I, I can't remember his name, but I remember I interviewed him as part of the episode. He said, well, if you can contact him, that'd be great. I'd like like to get some more information. I said, geez, we shot that scene probably seven, eight years ago. I can't remember his name, but I can get a hold of Andy and Marie and I'll find out. We talked till two in the morning. I went to bed, woke up at about 6.30, checked my email, swear to God, there was an email from that guy. And it really? was just, it was just, it was, he had copied me with some other people. It was some political thing. And I'm like, Lon Child, oh my God, that's him. What are the odds of something like that? Yeah. I never emailed, never texted, never talked to him since the day we did that interview. And he contacts me yeah. four and a half hours later. God, that is amazing. If you can explain that to me, you're a better man than me. I, I, uh, it happened. And he said, we got, I, I got in touch with him. I told him the whole story. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I said, has there ever, ever been any paranormal or UFO activity out on your property? He said, never. And that was it. That was everything? That's it. That's all I got. We will take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes more with Scott Walter. This is fast. See, once again, I'm just trying to convince people, stop being so locked into your opinions about anything. We can never learn anything unless you back off. Yeah. That's just a fact. We'll be right back. <clears throat> oh. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like suburban manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy, and that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my fellow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets 
at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. He's going with the Elvis Presley, man. (laughs) I love it. The pretzel did not live long. Now there is that somebody should have lived longer. Ah. Well, how was Elvis when he died? Forty-two. Well, he was forty. Body for so long. Forty-four, I think. Was he forty-four? Somewhere in there. He was very young. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's unusual he, uh, because usually people who are heavy into the whole drug thing, they either die younger than that or older than that. Yeah, well, forty that, that is, is an interesting age to die. Yeah. Very yeah. quick Elvis story before we move on. All right, I let's love do it. The story. WHBQ in Memphis. Had a friend named Steve Hatley that worked there. Steve is no longer with us. Died in a motorcycle accident about mm. twenty years ago, unfortunately. Uh, just the greatest guy in the world. He calls me one day. This is, God, 40 years ago, probably. Well, it had to be because Pretzel died in, what, 72 or something? Uh, Almost 50, or it is 50. Pretzel? You mean Elvis? Elvis. Pretzel? Where'd that come from? Presley. The Pretzel. Oh, Presley. The, okay. The pretzel, yeah. Okay. Uh, 77. He died in 77. So yeah. yeah, this had to be 40. He's 42. 42. Yeah, okay. 42. There yep. you go. So this had to have happened like 45, maybe even 50 years ago, you know, 20 years old or whatever it was. But I get a call from Hatley one day, and he goes, man, you ain't going to believe what just happened. I said, what? He goes, well, you know, Elvis comes into WHBQ Studios all the time. I said, yeah, it must be great Get talking to him. He said, I get to work. Elvis pulls up in his brand-new motorcycle that he just bought, right? And we're, you know, going to walk in together. And I walked over and said, God, Elvis said, what a beautiful motorcycle, man. That thing is great. Congratulations. He goes, here, gave him the keys. You can have it. Stop it. How great is that? <laughs> Elvis gave him a motorcycle, and then he dies in a motorcycle accident. Oh, great. So there you go. <laughs> well, neither like, one of them lasted too long yeah, then. I guess not. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I don't mean to joke about it. but No, 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 that's the, fine. There's a crazy irony there, isn't there? I, that's what exactly what I'm saying. It's like, gee, here's a guy that loved Elvis. Elvis a generous guy, and then he, he Elvis dies, and then he dies in a, in a motorcycle oh. accident on Elvis's motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Good Jesus. <laughs> Was that motorcycle? I guess so. Oh, yeah. geez. It's unbelievable. The curse of Elvis. Yeah, yikes. Hey, you know what? <clears throat> you, you reminded me of a, just a quick story um, about people keeping their mouth shut, right? Some, I love to hear it. <laughs> sometimes. Love to hear it. <laughs> so, I, this. Um, so, in college, I played football up at UMD, and one of my oh, teammates man. was Bruce Grant. One of Bud Grant, Absolutely. former Viking coach's sons. No longer with us, right? Bruce passed away four years ago in July. Really? That long four ago? Year, he had brain cancer. He had, really nice yeah, guy. Yeah, glioblastoma. He was a great guy. Oh he was God. a great guy. Funny guy, let yeah, me tell you. He was not at all personality-wise like his dad. No. But anyway, so we're going back to college, right? And they had a they had a basketball court in their backyard in mm-hmm. Bloomington where okay. Bud still lives. Well, I saw yeah. Bud not too long ago. He's ninety five and he's God. doing great. He's ninety five now, and he is Good sharp God. as a tack. Uh, he's a little hunched over, you know, yeah, um, sure. but uh, he's really doing good. But this is probably 40-something years ago, and we're playing basketball in the backyard. And we come into the house, and we're all sweating, and Bruce's mom, Pat, gets us some water. We're sitting there. Bud's watching TV, and we're behind him back on the couch. And, of course, I'm flapping my gums, you know, and I am I always talk loud. And all of a sudden, I heard this, Scott! <laughs> 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 you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. When Bud talks, you oh, listen. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I just straightened right up, and he looked at me, and he goes, you never learn anything when you're talking. Oh, he used to say that to his players a lot. Yeah. You know what true. I said after that? Well, Nothing. Nothing. That's good. <laughs> but We're that's good a true story. <laughs> God, one thing I loved about Bud, Bud had his rules, and if you didn't follow him, you need to play somewhere else. Uh, you're gone. Yeah, he's no. just how Bud was. He yeah. either follow the rules or go play somewhere else. But but you know what? As as hard boiled as he was when it came to coaching, and you know that steel demeanor. Yeah. And yep. I, I feel so bad for you know the younger people that are probably listening to this. I go, who the hell are you talking about? You got to look this guy up because yeah, he's, they don't know he's truly right. a legend. Uh, coached in four Super Bowls. Unfortunately, the Minnesota Curse. We just yep. didn't win any. Never won any of them. But I got to tell you, I've known him for you know forty something years. I don't even know what the number is, and he is the nicest, um, 
sweetest guy, and, and he'd probably get mad if he hears this, but, you know, when Bruce passed uh, in July, <clears throat> I was, uh, and, and Bruce's birthday was December 31st, the last day oh, of the year. there you go. And so that first December 31st, six months later after Bruce passed, I was traveling, I was down in Missouri doing something. My phone rings, Bud Grant, Bruce's birthday. And I answer the phone, I go, Bud, what's up? Oh, I got a Rocky I want you to look at, you know. And it was some stupid thing. And we just talked for about a half hour. And I had people in the car, and I said, I got to talk to this guy. Excuse right, me. Right, The next year, what's that, three Christmases ago, December 31st, I was traveling again. My phone rings. Bud Grant. Really? Bruce's birthday. How you doing, Scott? What's up? He just wanted to talk. Mm-hmm. Not last Christmas, the Christmas before. He calls me about a week before. He says, I got this pot. I got it down in Puerto Rico. A friend gave it to you. I want you to look at it. Tell me if it's worth anything. So on Bruce's birthday, we went over there, Janet and I. We spent four hours with him okay. just talking. This year, this past year, I beat him to the punch. <laughs> I called, <laughs> you called, I called him. him the day before. I said, there you're not you doing it this time. It's my turn. But anyway... Um, and, you know, of course, we did talk about Bruce. But the point I wanted to make is many people see him as this stoic figure. Yeah, and they do. You might yeah. remember that playoff game several years ago against the, the Seahawks that when the Vikings were at the uh, the U of M Stadium there for about three seasons. He showed up in a short sleeve shirt. He shows up in the short sleeves for I the rem- coin toss. I remember. And that was the wide left game. Remember that? <laughs> yes. And yep. after he flips the coin, I watched him. He walks off, and I was waiting for someone to throw a jacket on. Nope. He just just kept going for about five, ten minutes talking okay. to people in short sleeves. It's like, you know, eight below or seven below. It's some ridiculous. It was thing, very, very but. cold, and he just said, no, I'm not wearing a jacket. Yeah, yeah. You don't wear a jacket out on the field. It, 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 the, the last thing I'll say is, you know, people have uh, reputations. They have mystiques. Um, and it's very rare you get a chance to really see who the person really is. And usually when you do, it's not pretty. Oh, yeah. That guy is everything that anybody ever thought about him as far as integrity and brilliance and how to deal with people he's all that and more and as a real person you know what's amazing about that too is i've met four or five people that just hate him they can't stand him well but that's how it is if you're that big you're an iconic figure just because you're an iconic figure and you've been to four Super Bowls, I hate you. Yeah. Or, what is that? Or, well, yeah, but you know, the other thing is, he's not shy about telling you when you screw no, up. No, he's not. He That's doesn't mince words. You know what? Right. You're a nice very boy, true. get the heck out of there, get me another quarterback or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. And some guys, you know, they're not going to handle that. So. No, I have always liked that. I did not realize Bud is now 95 years yeah. old. He's the exact same age as your grandfather, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, Don Don Brandt, Catherine's How's he doing? father. He's doing pretty well, wouldn't you say? I mean, for 95. For 95, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let me put it this way. Don and I have always got along. You know, he, he won every medal except for the Congressional Medal of Honor in World War II. Is that right? Oh, he's a big-time war hero. Helped to liberate uh, death camps when he was 17 years old. Oh, did Can he ever write a book about those no, experiences? No, he never did. Get on that. I know, he should. But so Catherine and I went over there last, uh, about seven days ago somewhere. Catherine's out of town right now. But we're sitting there and having a good time. You know, he likes to watch Wheel of Fortune. And he <laughs> likes that. You know, so we're there about an hour and a half, and I stand. I'm sitting right like uh, from you to me. This is how close I'm sitting to him. And we're talking hour and a half. We're there. It's just fantastic. I stand up to go, and he goes, "Oh, Tom's here." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Well, no. That's, that's 95. Man. I didn't see. You know what? <clears throat> Janet's dad, Roy, was. Uh, fantastic but at the end he lived to be i think 94 but the last mm. couple of years same kind of a thing yeah i remember yeah. for thanksgiving we drove from our house in chanhassen up to uh elk river to go to this place and you know they had a big thanksgiving meal oh, okay i had to tell him like four times what i did for a living oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in 45 oh, yeah. minutes i told him the whole story it's, so what do you do for a living scott <laughs> But you know what? I, I just told moments, them again. I have moments already in life where I'm like, what was I just thinking? Uh, <laughs> you know, I get does that wild. happen as you get older, Tom? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently that's exactly uh, what happens. And you, 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 somebody will say something and it's a famous person and it's like, uh, uh, 
uh, and you know that name. Right, and right. then five minutes later, it's... Oh, I know. What is that? Tip of the tongue syndrome? Or? I've been that way for my whole life. So oh. don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> don't worry about You're that. You're making us feel better. Mm. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, I want to get well, back to... I was to... actually telling... Who, I don't remember who I was telling, actually, ironically. But uh, I have had three roommates in my life. I only remember one of their names. Oops. So Must that's how some, good I am with very names. Must have had some great times. I, very important. I mean, I info. liked them. I just I don't remember their names. That's that how amazing? good I am with names. Uh-oh. I just forget them immediately. You make me feel better. We watch every. We don't watch that much TV, but when we do, like you know, we watched through the Flash uh, show. We're watching The Walking Dead now. I can name maybe two characters' names per show. <laughs> No, I, you know what I they, just don't learn their I'm names. Like that. I'm like that, too, about TV yeah. shows. Like, I don't know what your name is. I oh, yeah, no well, watching The Walking Dead, I'm like, okay, so the woman, uh, that's black guy, uh, that's kid. You know. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just gonna, what they look like. All right, than, guys, here's a quiz. All right, let's. right, I'm going to test you right now. Name the cast, the characters of the show Gilligan's Island. There's the Gilligan. skipper. Skipper. Yeah, but you got the professor and oh, yeah. Mary. Yeah, and they got a song. It's too easy. Exactly. It's too easy. Well, we'll do it. I've only heard three. Uh, let's see. Remember when it was and the rest? Remember when the yeah, and you the said? rest. Well, yeah. I suppose that doesn't have their names. I can name the millionaire, the professor, and his Mary wife. Ann, I can name the movie star. Tina Louise. What was her name in it again? Tina Louise. I have was... seen like two episodes. Oh, okay, ago yeah, now. that's one you don't have. I, I know. It's, just... I know it's Tina Louise, Uh-oh. but what are you gonna do? Starts with a G. Ginny or something like that. Geeky. There you go. Ginger. Ginger. There you go. There you go. Then you had Jim Backus. I loved him in that show. Oh, he was so good. He was phenomenal. The eccentric, in that show. and he was tipsy all the time. And uh, and what's uh, okay? The, uh, Skipper. Yeah, Skipper. Skipper. Gilligan. Teen Louise is yeah. Ginger. Professor. Okay. Uh, yeah, Teen Louise was Ginger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I have okay, to, there you go. Let me ask you a question about projection. Um, like astral so, or light? No, mental. Oh, the uh, third kind of projection. Here's the problem that I do have. So you talk about aliens, talk about UFOs, you talk about this, that, and the other thing. Are people ever going to be, first of all, most human beings are not very bright. And I, we finally admit that, but it's true. Most human beings are not very bright. They can't handle that kind of thing. Do they... See, I never understood why, if there indeed are UFOs and aliens, why they would come to Earth to try to destroy it. Uh, wouldn't they come to help? It makes no sense that UFOs and aliens would come here. But then I thought, you know what? That's human projection. It's like you yeah. effed up everything you ever touched. <laughs> so that means if somebody else is coming from a different they're gonna part, do yeah. the same they're going to do the same that you do. Well, no, that's that's your project. You do it doesn't mean they're going to do it. Well, yeah. he, even humans generally don't kill each other for literally no reason, though. It's like we wouldn't right, like, cross right. the ocean just to murder everyone that we see. It's usually about <laughs> well, resources or land or money. something like it's that, or money. emotional, um, you know, a scorned lover or you know, yeah, some, exactly. Whereas something. aliens, they'd have to cross a, the entire galaxy just to kill us for no reason. That just <laughs> yeah, doesn't make no, no like sense. It would be worth right. their time. Well. Well, and and not only that, look, if they're as advanced as they are and they wanted to kill us, we'd be gone. It would have happened, right? We have the weaponry to wipe out ourselves. Exactly. So they would have the weaponry to wipe out ourselves a thousand times over. And if that was their plan, they would have done it. Absolutely. Clearly, that's not Just fire a nuke from, you know, 100 parsecs away. We'd never see it coming. Yeah. 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 I just I am getting so tired of that projection thing just because you're miserable that everybody else around you is an a-hole. I mean, yeah. no, it's you that has the problem. Well, that's what it is. People's perception has a lot to do with their own reality, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And if you're having a good time, you know, you're at a party and, you know, there are times when you're just whooping it up, having yeah. a great... Yep. And everybody's... The vibe is positive and you will go home. I had the best time of yep. my life. I agree. And then you'll have experiences like last night trying to watch the Wild beat St. Louis. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's... And, and it was going great. It was two to one. Next thing I know, we're down four to two and it's I like, know. oh, my God, get me a rope. <laughs> so where's that? Well, that right now is what, 3-2? Three 3-2, two? Three two, then yeah, three they're two, up. Yeah. And, you know, but that first game, they came into our house, and they, they took care of us. They I did, thought, yeah. oh, here we go. We're going to yep. get swept. Then we go back and, you know, we win yep. the next game. We go into their house. We win. 
and then they you know tied it up, and then they come in and do the same thing. I think the Wild have a good chance to come back and I do too. Bring it I for do. Game Seven. We'll see what happens. I really like their ownership. They've got very good ownership of that that club over there. They and, really do. And you know what's nice about it? You don't hear much about them. No, nope, just do never. their job. Never. And you know the the Vikings. It's always about you, you hear about the you know the past ownership and the coach and all this right. crazy nonsense that's going out. Of course, it's it distracts from the field. And I think that's part of the reason Bud was so good. He didn't say a damn word. It's just go out there right. and play football and let's win, you know? Right. It's not about the coach. It's not about the ownership. It's about the players and and winning. Do you think we'd be much better off if people were educated to understand if what you said? If they wanted to wipe us out, they would have done it by now. Calm down. Why don't we find out if they're around and if they are, what are they up to and how can it benefit all of us? Well, Again, I will go to what <clears throat> what I've been told is, and I'll just tell you, we are in a sense them. They, okay. They seated us here. Part okay. of our DNA is supposedly their DNA. I'm not saying this is true. I'm just telling no, you I what understand. I've heard. I'm but I will say a lot of, after having time to process all this, a lot of it makes sense to me. Um, apparently, there have been um, human races before. Oh, really? That didn't make it. And, yeah, no, I had to be. And, yeah. you know, for a long time, I just couldn't accept that. Remember, you and I were brought up at a time when evolution was taught. Uh, plate tectonics was this. Uh, the land mm-hmm. bridge. They came down. They started up right. in Alaska. They went through Canada, what's now the United States, through the... Central America and then down to South America and you get down to the very bottom and that was the last place that human that's not what happened. Right. right. And and you know, if it's true that there have been a number of human experiments, if you will, we are just the latest. Um, we're kind of getting to the point where something's gonna happen. And, oh really? And what what my understanding is is that they're pulling for us. They believe in, but they believe in free will. In other words, they're not going to save us. What I've also been told is what they will not allow us to do is destroy the planet with nuclear weapons because that would kill the planet. Do they and, tell Putin? Uh, he knows all about this. <laughs> Good. He well, knows. Good. And, you know, he could talk. Uh, you know, in a, in a way that's kind of comforting, right? Yeah, and, absolutely, it is. And there have been generals and and you know. Military people. I've seen some of the um, documentaries that I've, I've I've been sent, and they've testified that hey, there have been multiple attempts at first strike, and the ETs just go uh uh-uh, uh, not happening. They shut it down. Really? So that's the one thing that would potentially kill the planet. But um, the track that we're on now is we will poison the planet to the point we'll kill ourselves, but the planet will recover. The planet will regenerate. There's no doubt about that. Well, our planet used to be a ball of fire, used yeah. to be a ball of toxic gas, yeah. used to be a ball of ice. Planet's been a lot of things that nothing can live on. Yeah. It just takes a while to, you know, change. It, and it comes back and it makes you kind of wonder what is that spark of life that, that regenerates every time? Right. Is it, it, it it's like you look at your garden, you know, right where the snow melts and it's just brown and mud and nothing. <laughs> right. And now what's happening? These green shoots are coming up and life starts again, right? So Maybe that's something, maybe now is the time to get this out there and for us to, you know, kind of get slapped a little bit into forgetting about all this other crap that divides us and distracts us from doing the work that we all should be doing, right? Working together. And you know what? Differences are what make us interesting, Mm -hmm. but not to the point that it brings us down and tears us down and, and, and... and that's where we're at. And it's going to take something, and maybe this is it. I'm hopeful that that's, that's what's going to turn us around and start thinking about things we should be in, instead of this nonsense. I mean, Andy's got this situation. you got the situation. And I've said to people many times, and they go, what? I've known Catherine now for 41, almost 42 years. We've been married for 36, 37 years now. Nineteen eighty four. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, thirty eight years. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. It'll be thirty eight in July. I love that woman more today than I ever have. And mm-hmm. people go, That's not true. 
I said, yeah, it is. The longer I'm around her, the more I know about her, the more I love her. I love Andy. I love our daughter, Alex, uh, their children. How, how do you not enjoy that part of life and go, hey, you know what? This was a great gift that I got. I happened to run into this woman. She was answering phones at my attorney's office. <laughs> Just by coincidence, I went in that day because I never went into his office. Never. <laughs> So we have these beings that I love so much. Why can't we embrace all beings? Maybe not at a, a love them, uh, because that was their whole deal. You got to love everybody. You don't have to love everybody. <laughs> that's, that's a little, how about appreciate? Appreciate everyone. That's a, a much better, better word, I think. And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Maybe that's what they're trying to teach us. Could you just appreciate what you have? Well, exactly. And not... Not get, you know, sometimes we run down these rabbit holes and you think it's so important. Next thing you know, you're looking up, how the hell did I get here? You know? yeah. <laughs> how do I get out of here? You yeah, know? that's true. And it's just, it's, I think the, the key word, you know, I told you about the, the uh, a year, year and a half ago, we were over at Bud's house and we were talking and mm-hmm. he was in a very reflective mood. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was talking about just life. And he said, you know, I've been thinking a lot about appreciation appreciate what you have absolutely it's the key man you know we all know that right Mm -hmm. of course you but do we really stop and really appreciate and i think that's we do i I think that's what he was trying to say i think that's what people should all do and we take so many things for granted in this life and it's sad because sometimes I think far too many people don't stop and smell the roses right. or truly appreciate what they have until they get sick or somebody yeah. else gets sick yeah. or they have some life-changing experience that sort of kicks them in the ass and they they are forced to appreciate. We should just do it when we're like taking a walk outside or or finding a really good rock, you know, to me that's... It's beautiful. Yeah, that's the whole and, thing. I, it's exactly right. And you appreciate that, and then you look at everything else you have in your life, and uh, we just need a little more of that. Just slow down, relax, and... I love it. Smell the roses. It's, can you can you stay for another hour, or do you have to get going? I'm having so much fun. I'd love this I love it, if you want. We'll take a break here. Carolyn, is it Carolyn or Caroline, do you know? That I do not know. Everything about it. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Carolyn or uh, Carolyn Corey or Caroline Corey. It all depends. Probably Carolyn Corey, I would guess. I just want to sit back and listen to you two talk. <laughs> this is going to be phenomenal because Caroline or Carolyn just happened to be on today the same day you are. It, this was not planned, apparently. The tear in the sky takes you on an unprecedented journey into the UFO slash UAP phenomenon. Uh... Yeah, U.S. Navy Tic Tac UFOs, space anomalies, military-grade equipment. And You're going to be on okay. fire yeah. in this segment. Well, I, I would – has she heard what we've talked about? She hasn't heard what we've talked about this uh, I don't know. Unless she was listening. Unless she was listening. Who knows? Okay. She could be. Hey, one thing I'm going to ask her about, and, and I can tell you guys about, on Google Earth, I can show you where there's a underwater base. Really? That, that apparently we and the ETs are jointly – um, cooperating on and using. I hope and I so. can show it to you on, on Google Earth. I hope it'll get all better. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, sci fi icon William Shatner. The film is uh, slated, it's called A Tear in the Sky, slated for uh, a VOD and a digital release on, well, it already was. It was released on May 3rd. It was released uh, eight days ago, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. We'll talk to Caroline and Scott and Andy right after this.